This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. So I joined this church and um, God poured His Spirit out on me. And God poured His Spirit out on Anton. Around about 1995, Nikki is here, Pastor Heinrich Titus is the leader of the Shofar movement. His wife, Nikki, is here. Welcome, Nikki, <laughs> one of my best friends. Nikki was there, Heinrich was there, Pastor Sias was there, his wife, Louise. God poured his spirit out on us. We saw many salvations. We were baptized in the Holy Spirit. We couldn't stop speaking in tongues. We were wild. We were wild. <laughs> I won't even tell you all the stories. It's just too crazy for <laughs> all the things that happened. Uh, and we were hungry for God. Sometimes really foolish, definitely. <laughs> Sometimes we did some stupid things, but that didn't matter. We were hungry for God. And in that time... There was a band called DC Talk. Anybody here? <laughs> okay. All the, all the, all the people. Uh, <laughs> and DC, and I'm going, this is going to be very entertaining because DC Talk had a song called Jesus Freak. And I'm going to, we are going to, I'm going to play the song to you. We are going to watch it now. So we were the Jesus freaks. I remember walking in Minerva. I was in Minerva. Any, anybody here from Minerva? Okay, hello ladies. <laughs> and um, I remember walking in, the, in, the, in, in, in Minerva thinking, Oh, I don't care if they think I'm a Jesus freak. I don't care what they say because I'm a, I'm a Jesus freak and I will pray for all of them and I will, will baptize them because we are the Jesus freaks. <laughs> but you know, God is, God is so good. He, he just, he doesn't matter these little, the stages that we go through and the, the big things that we, in fact, he's, he's really in it because he sees us grow in him. So, just to take you back to 1995, I invite you just, I'm just going to sit for a moment. Can we watch Jesus Freak? Is that fine? Okay, let's watch it. DC Talk. Okay, so, we were the Jesus Freaks, and, um, and we had some prophecies. You know, we, we, we would come to church and the Sunlam, and the Sunlam, Saul, is it still the Sunlam Saul and the Nielsi? Still the Sunlam Saul. It was 25 years ago, it was the Sunlam Saul. <laughs> so we, we, we would gather in the Sunlam Saul, and Pastor Fred May would preach, and then we would worship and prophesy until I don't know what, what time at night. And, um, and God poured His Spirit out on us. And we had so many very real experiences with God. Together with all the drama and emotions, we had all these very real experiences with God. And we had some prophecies. Anton had, God spoke to him and this was confirmed through other prophecies where God said to him, one day he will work in Africa and he will work on the African continent. 
and he will bring all the countries in Africa together and countries from the world to take hands and to pursue the kingdom of God together, as impossible as that might sound, and that he will actually have incredible influence on this continent and spreading out to the world. That was one of the prophecies. It was prophesied of us that we will have many children and there might come more children, I don't know, not, not right now. And there were some prophecies over my life as well. And this was very real to us. And being the Jesus freaks, we simply just could not wait to get out of Stellenbosch and change the world. So there was another band called Delirious. I'm sure many of us know them. They had a song, History Maker. I'm going to be a history maker. And and we would sing that song over and over again. We are going to be the history makers. We are going to change the world. (laughs) We were so excited. We were so full and filled with the Holy Spirit. And where the Word of God says that he said he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. We experienced it, and we still experience it. And how do we know that God poured his spirit out on us? Because today there are about, I think, 50, I'm not sure how many, shofar churches all over South Africa and abroad. How many? 62. And there are some other churches that relate to us. And in Malawi, there's also a a, a bunch of churches that became shofar churches. And we have been seeing the kingdom of God extended. Because God is pouring out his spirit. But I want to speak about something this evening. Let 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 me read you the next scripture. Oh, before we do that... Um, oh no, it's not on there, sorry. Okay. Hopefully we can, we can have the song a bit later. So, I want to read from Acts 1 verse 6. Before I do that, we know that the Jews had all these prophecies in the Old Testament that Jesus, that, that, that a king was going to come to restore the kingdom of Israel. And they were anxiously awaiting this Messiah, this king. The king that would rescue them. The king that would restore the kingdom to Israel, being a mighty, that has been a mighty nation once. And one that will deliver them from the Roman oppression. Now, we know about oppression in this country. Not all of us were oppressed, but we know about the oppression and and, and what all of that entails. And the Jews were were really uh, waiting anxiously because they were they were very they were very the, 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 the Old Testament and everything that was written in there was very real to them. And they were waiting for the Messiah. And then we see Jesus is born, and John the Baptist comes, and, 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 and he speaks about Jesus. And then they tell each other, 
and, and the Messiah came. This is the Messiah indeed. He is here. And the 12 disciples are so excited because finally this king came who is going to deliver and rescue. And for three years, they walk with him intimately. They talk to him. They sleep next to him. They eat with him. They listen to everything that he has to say in broader conversations to the crowds, but also individually to them. They spend all this time with him, and they have this great expectation. I remember the great expectation that we had when we were the Jesus freaks in 1995. The great expectation. (laughs) And then... Jesus says to them, the time has come, and he goes to the garden of Gethsemane, and he sweats blood. He's so anxious, and, and, and they come to arrest him, and Peter draws his sword. I'm sure you know the story. Our boys love it, the fact that Peter chopped off a, a guy's ear. It's just, they absolutely love it, because Peter was ready to, to, to go to war. For this kingdom to be restored. And then, after Jesus had told them, <laughs> he told them, but they, 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 they couldn't hear. They, 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 they listened, but they couldn't hear him. And then there he goes, and he's being crucified. What a massive, massive disappointment it must have been to them. Peter is there in the courtyard Shattered, shattered. He's fearing for his life. And then they tell him, but you were with him. And he says, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know him at all. <laughs> and then Jesus dies. And after three days, he's resurrected. They are so, they are, they, they are so, you know, things are happening so fast. And they, they, they can't get their heads around it. And he appears to them a couple of times. And they see that it is him. He actually was resurrected, and now he's standing, and just before he goes up on the cloud, can you imagine that? He's talking to them. Listen what they ask him. You won't believe what they ask him, and don't judge them. We would do exactly the same. Acts 1 verse 6, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Is it now? Are you going to do it now? You died, you resurrected. Who can believe that? That's just amazing. Are you now going to take over and rule and reign? <laughs> and there he goes. <laughs> and they are like, what? What's, what's going on? <laughs> But if we, if we go to, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm messing you around with the slides all the time. I'm just going to skip some slides. If we can go to Luke 1 verse 28, we see the beautiful young Mary is there in her room. And Gabriel appears to her. Have you ever wanted Gabriel to appear to you? Or Michael? Wouldn't that just be amazing? Gabriel, the angel comes. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. 
What would you give for an angel sent by God, huge and magnificent, to tell you, you are favored, you are blessed. Of all the women, of all the men, you are the chosen one. Don't you think that's just amazing? And then she's pregnant. And she never had any kind of intimacy with any man. And then she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is pregnant with John the Baptist. This is like fiction, isn't it? It's so so juicy. (laughs) She visits him. She visits her cousin, which is a normal thing to do, and both are pregnant, you know. I know. I've been pregnant lots of times. I know exactly what she felt like. (laughs) And the baby is leaping in Elizabeth's womb, going, whoo-hoo, you know, there's like, and, and, and and Mary is overcome by the Spirit of God because she has a revelation of how blessed she is. And listen listen to the song that she sang in, in Luke 1 verse 46 to 49. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. This is what we are doing this evening. We are calling Mary blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Mary is overcome by the Holy Spirit, and she understands that she is blessed beyond description. And then she has this baby, not in the medic clinic here in Stellenbosch, (laughs) in a stable. Can you, any ladies here that has given birth, I always ask that, forgive me, but is there anybody? (laughs) There are four of us. (laughs) Can you imagine having these contractions that you get riding on a donkey? I'm like, oh, Jesus, please, that must have been so hard. Being on a donkey while having contractions, you have no idea what I'm talking about. That's absolutely fine. She has this baby. They take the baby to the temple in Luke 2, verse 34 to 35. And there's a man called Simeon. And, 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 and God said he will see the Son of God before he dies. Now listen to this. He sees Mary. He prophesies over this baby. He says, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes. Listen what he says to Mary. Listen. A sword will pierce through your own soul. Yes, this woman Blessed, more blessed than any other woman, chosen, he says to her, Mary, a sword will pierce through your own soul. Why? Because no mother can bear seeing her son dying such a cruel death on a cross. Unbearable pain unbearable pain. Nothing compares to that. She stands there. 
He, did, he, he wasn't just crucified. He was tortured beyond description. And then he had to carry the cross on his tortured back towards the hill. And then, then he was crucified. No mother can bear that. Blessed are you amongst women. A sword shall pierce through your own soul. <laughs> Massive disappointment and disillusionment. Massive heartache. Pain beyond description. The list goes on and on. What about Joseph? Favorite one. His father's favorite son. Beautiful cloak. Has a beautiful dream. <laughs> they will all bow before me. What happens? How about um, David? Anointed as king as young as he is. Then he has to flee for his life. He has to live in a cave. Go and read the Psalms. He's begging God, please God, this is unbearable. If you ever feel the priest, just read the Psalms and you will see you are not the only one. <laughs> this is unbearable, he says. God, what happened to this I am the king thing? You know, I remember looking at my husband at some stage because I can promise you, we were disappointed and we were disillusioned and we did not feel like the Jesus freaks any longer. And we did not feel like history makers. And I, rem I remember looking at him once. He was sleeping and I was breastfeeding because that's what I did for many, many years. <laughs> and I was saying, God, what happened to Africa? And all the wonderful things that you have promised. That you just trick us into, I don't know, what, what's happening? <laughs> and I'm speaking this evening as one chauffeur generation to a next chauffeur generation. And if you are visiting here this evening from another church or from no church, I include you in that. I'm speaking as one generation hoping and trusting to impart something to you. So what happened to the disciples? There he goes, up in the air, whoop. They stand there, they think, man, this is just unbelievable. <laughs> what is going on? And the angel comes. And you know, sometimes God would speak in a, in a way that is so strange. The angel says to them, why are you surprised? <laughs> it's like what? Do you know nothing, angel of God? Why? Why? Then he says he will come back just like this. Yes. And they are starting to get their heads around this. And they go and they do what they were told to do. They wait in the upper room. And I'm just... Not, not sharing everything here. You can go and read the, read the book of Acts. And they are in the upper room. And what happens? What happens? What happens? This is just so powerful. 
God says, I am sending you my Holy Spirit. I baptize you. I pour out my Spirit. Yes, there will be a kingdom established. Indeed, every prophecy from the Old Testament to the New Testament is true. And it is indeed going to happen. But I am establishing it through you, Peter and Paul and Matthew. I'm establishing it through you. I'm using you. Listen to this scripture, Acts 4 verse 31. Sorry, I'm jumping. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. They had understanding. And what happened? They all died a very cruel death. Did you know that? Apart from John, not John the Baptist, the Apostle John. They tried to kill John, but they couldn't. Did you know that? They threw him in a pot of oil, like when you, when you bake like fit cook, you know, oil, boiling oil. And he couldn't burn. <laughs> he died a peaceful death. After he received the revelation, the last book of the Bible on the island of Patmos. What happened? Everything that God said was going to happen, happened. Nothing happened in the way they thought it was going to happen. Why? Because God's ways are higher than our ways. Listen to this. Revelation 21 verse 14. It speaks about heaven. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, the new Jerusalem. And on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the lambs. Jesus said to them, And they didn't understand it. You are going to judge with me. You are going to sit next to me. A very special place they had. They have. They will have a very privileged place. Why? Because the church was established through them. Because when the Holy Spirit came, they had boldness. And every confusion and every, every disappointment and every question was quenched by the love of God and the understanding that I must go and bear fruit. Jesus says, I did not choose you. You did not choose me. I chose you in John 15 so that you can go and bear fruit. And then when you ask anything in my name, I will give it to you. I'm sure Mary looked at the resurrected son of hers, which probably didn't seem like her son anymore, but just like God. And she said, It happened through me. It was worth it. All this pain, it was worth it. Can I say this again? 
all the disappointment, all the disillusionment, it was worth it. Because God wants to go through us. Do you know, when God goes through you, it is actually painful, (laughs) but it is good. Because he does a deep work. I want to read to you another scripture. 2 Timothy 4 verse 5 to 8. But you be watchful. This is Paul speaking. He speaks to Timothy's son. I'm speaking to you as a kind of a mother, because you all call me Tani, so I'm sure I can call myself a kind of a mother to you. (laughs) Hoping to impart something. uh, Verse 5, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Listen what Paul says. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. Listen. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally. There is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Can you imagine Paul having done so much, risking his life so many times, (laughs) giving everything Can you imagine Paul in prison, in a dungeon, being tortured? Now he's there, hungry and cold. He says, for me to die is gain. Man, sometimes your heart aches so much. Is there anybody here who can say that they know what I'm talking about? You experience so much pain. You think, man, for me to die is gain. It will be gain. Anybody? But Paul had a bigger revelation. He didn't just want to die because he was suffering severely. He wanted God to go through him fully. He wanted to be poured out, poured out as a sacrifice. And after all of that, he wanted to die to hear the Lord saying, Well done, Paul. You ran your race well. We became born again, I became born again, as I said, in 1995. Anton became born again in 1992 when he was in school. We had 23, what it's about 23 years ago that, that we were, we, most of you are now students in this church. And last weekend we had the Empower 21 conference where almost all the African countries and, and altogether 55 countries were represented together in Johannesburg for this movement who is pulling together all the churches in Africa and all the churches in the world 
to worship together, to see God together, to prophesy together, to speak the will of God over each other. And Anton organized that whole thing. And he was a speaker. It took 25 years. <laughs> it's only the beginning. We are only in our early 40s. <laughs> There's much to come still. But we had to wait. And we had to trust God. And we had to bear it. And we had to walk with it. And I can tell you, we were tested, man. We were tested in our marriage. Let me be very honest. He's here. (laughs) You can ask him. He will will tell you it's the truth. There never was any affair. There never, never was any kind of abuse. But I'm telling you, man, we were tested. Five children born in... Seven years. I I remember once throwing Anton. I think it was a shoe. I actually threw, but you know. But I'm such a bad. I can't aim at all. (laughs) You know, just and screaming from the top of my voice. How how much I do not want to be with him now. I just I I could just I. And how many times did we have to take hands and look into each other's eyes and decide to try again? We are being tested. We, 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 we so often just <laughs> had no money. <laughs> you know, waiting for God to provide the food. Literally waiting for someone, somewhere to get a divine revelation. Sometimes I thought perhaps this, the, the roof would open and the sky would open and God would just throw it, you know, from, from the top down to us. There were so many trying times. And I look at Heinrich and Nikki and Sias and Louise and all of us who were there in 1995, the Jesus freaks, the history makers, go and ask them, ask them to tell the, you their stories. Man, <laughs> tried and tested. Still, yeah, still preaching the word of God. Still the Jesus freaks. Because we have seen with our eyes and we have experienced in our hearts who God is. And I'm speaking to the next generation, which is most of you that is sitting here. I mean, nobody even had a baby apart from my cousin there at the back and my two friends here in the front. And Elsery, where's Elsery? <laughs> I want to tell you, those prophecies, those words, those things that God said, you know that you know that you know He said it. Hold on to it, but fix your eyes on Jesus. You have no idea what is coming your way. Man, it's an adventure. It is the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) But know, but know 
Listen, let me just read the scripture. Hebrews 12 verse 2. I'm so encouraged by the scripture. Is it there even? Oh. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I am so grateful that God is the finisher of my faith. (laughs) Uh, Earlier in this year, I went through a a very challenging time resulting in a three-month sabbatical where I didn't work well. I worked as a wife and a mother, but not for the church, which is basically full-time, but that's completely besides the point. (laughs) And I I, I sat with, 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 um, Anton was in Joburg, and I sat with Pastor Heinrich and Nikki, and I said to them, I don't know if God is the finisher of my faith. He, He definitely was the author, definitely started out, but I'm not sure that he is the finisher. I'm too disillusioned. This was now February. But he changed all of it for me once again. (laughs) Once again, he showed himself faithful. Once again, he went through me. I don't know, for a lack of a better word, he went through me and he's in me and he's all around me. And I don't understand him always, often not, but I cannot deny his love. I cannot deny such love. I cannot deny it. I want to speak over this generation this evening before we can hopefully watch the song. Yes, we are going to end with the song. (laughs) That's so exciting. (laughs) We are not going to do a solemn choir. We are going to end with the Jesus freak. So... (laughs) What was I about to say now? Completely lost what I wanted. I want to speak over this generation. And I want to tell you, remember the sermon in 10 years time, in 20 years time, in 30 years time. Remember, not me, the word of God. Remember the sermon. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Those things that you believe, those things that you are holding on to, Mary, blessed are you amongst women. Those things are true, but you do not know how God is going to do it in you and through you. Be prepared. Hold on to Jesus. It's a wild ride. I promise you, it's a wild ride. If it's not wild, it's not God. Hold on to Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. I'm looking forward to the day. I am, honestly, this sounds ridiculous to some people, but I'm actually looking forward to the day when, like Paul, I will lie there in the bed. Hopefully I will be 98 or something. I don't know. And, you know, my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and perhaps my husband will still be there. (laughs) Who knows? 
And I will lie there and they, and they will say, Omar is dying now. Omar is dying. And then I will go, I have poured myself out. I can't wait to meet my maker. It was a wild ride. I made it. I can't wait for my reward. Hold on to Jesus. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.